yourself comfy and those ears nice and cleaned out and get them perked up because you have arrived for day two of We Like Bad Music Only's end of the year album of the year extravaganza. Today we are talking the absolute best of the best. And we will be digging into even more lists that come in. Taylor, I heard that you're fresh off of dumping beer into your computer. Yes, I am. But so far, uh, it seems to still be functioning as proper as properly expected. That's uh, good. <laughs> that is good. Maybe it's relaxed a little bit. There you go. Maybe you can use you. You've loosened the computer up a little bit, and it's uh, it's really ready for this kind of thing now. Well, I'm glad it's relaxed, because I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that would not be something I would be relaxed about. I would be paranoid as fuck for, like, the next three weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope that that turns out well for you. Jesus. Boy, boy, it's just always something on our show, huh? <laughs> and of course, Psychic Heist is still here. I don't think he dumped a beer into his computer, thankfully. No, but I am like holding a bowl of chili and I'm like, maybe I should stand back a little bit. Nah, just go with it. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's fine. Now I'm going to make everybody nervous about their machines. <laughs> no, like I'm sitting here just like I know, like literally like like a day after we finished recording game of the year last year my main solid state drive died and i was like oh no, yes I and i was so yeah, I freaked that. out i was like oh god did i just lose game of the year no i immediately edited and uploaded it to the site because i don't want mm -hmm. that shit on my pc <laughs> so yeah. and then i didn't know if we were going to be able to do album of the year because it was going to take me like the entire <laughs> week to get my pc reset back up but thankfully we got it all done and then there was no there, there was no hiccup in the scheduling or anything, and we got it all. Everything's good to go. So, yeah. I But that shit does make me fucking paranoid as hell anytime. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, God, oh. no. <laughs> but, hey, music. Music, music, will get music. All those, music will get all those bad thoughts out of, out of, your, out of your head. So, so why don't, like, we, we go ahead and help Taylor with that uh, and let Taylor... Uh, get us jumped right into the second day with your number five. Oh, my number five is an album that may sound familiar to some people who have been listening to this already. Mm. It's Zeal and Arder's self-titled album. Oh! Good one. So this That's a good, good five to have. Hell yeah. yeah. Zeal, Zeal and Arder is a band that I was aware of. Uh, before we did that podcast, but I'd never listened to them before. Mm. But uh, they are on a spiritual level of my shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a callback. That's a, that's a fun little reference there. Good job. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Zeal and Ardor, they, where, they're from like Switzerland or yeah, something, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're they? Swiss, yeah. Yes, they are a Swiss-American musical band. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just... So I like it because I am unfortunately somebody who's really into black metal. Mm. 
I like how it's, you have to kind of say that apologize. like every time, like unfortunately. <laughs> it, there's a lot I, of negative connotations, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not easy being the black metal girl sometimes. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> for for reasons I've I've uh droned on about several times, but you don't have to worry about that here. I just there's something I love about the gimmick of the band of what if what if the slaves started worshiping Satan? Right, it's such a fun fucking concept. <laughs> And, and hey, as a as a Satanist myself, mm-hmm. that's a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a joke. Satan is just as fake as all that other bullshit. Anyway, what if we were Satanists our- in Minecraft? <laughs> uh, I was gonna come up with a joke about <laughs> Minecraft, and I lost it. Just completely. anyway. <laughs> I, I always appreciate when somebody takes uh, the language of black metal and applies it to something new and unique. And there's certainly nobody out there that sounds like Seal and Ardor. Not at all, yeah. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just they got... It's... I almost want to call it folk metal. Yeah, it's kind of got that vibe, Yeah. Yeah, folk it's, metal. It's got soul metal, you know. Yeah. The, the, the gospel, and using kind of old, I guess, gospel kind of songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know, when when you think of folk metal, you think of people singing about Vikings. Yeah, typically. True. Yes. Yeah. But you know, they've they just got they have a wonderful rhythmic sense to them, and they managed to write some really damn catchy heavy metal tunes. Ah, they're so infectious. So yeah, I'm really, really appreciate this band. I'm going to be checking them out frequently from here on out in the future. And apparently, they are they've frequented a music festival I like to attend, and I've never thought to to actually go see them. So oh, maybe yeah. next time they pop up at Psycho Las Vegas, I'll <laughs> go give them a look. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's a great time of year. The crowd is so chill. <laughs> But uh, I think we we pretty much talked about Zeal and Ardor last time, and I'm still I'm still emotionally recovering. <laughs> <laughs> What's your track? Uh, this is real shit, folks. You can't script this shit. My my track is Death to the Holy. Yeah. Death to the Holy. Yeah, it's it in a in a lot of ways the rhythmic sense of Zeal and Ardor reminds me of a band I've plugged here called Anal Nethrak. Yeah. They mm. made it into my previous top tens at one year or another, I don't remember. But they just got that great pounding industrialish kind of guitar thing to them, and I think that's exemplified best by Death to the Holy. <laughs> Snakes 
ist Du bist ein Wurf The flies of the east The birds of the south The snakes of the west Death to the holy Psychic heist. Yeah. Do me a solid and let me breathe for a few seconds. <laughs> I've got a good breather. I've actually got a good breather for us. Okay. So, 2022. I wonder if it was the 2 2. All those 2 twos. So many was, twos. So many twos, which kind of produced quite a few double albums oh god yeah um, there were quite a number there was a number of double albums this year wasn't there yes and um i guess obviously you can correlate that uh if you are in lockdown and you don't have much else to do and you're someone who creates things well more time to create yeah, write and, a shit ton uh, of music write a shit ton of music um so that being said brace yourself Taylor, uh, my number five is indeed a double LP. Mm. It is Big Thief's Dragon New War Mountain, yeah, I believe in good. you. Yeah, this one's good. I like this one. Yeah. Um, so Big Thief, they originated in Brooklyn, New York, which is a detail that throws me because when I hear their indie folk rock and country sound, I have to remind myself, oh, this is a New York band. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't add up. Um, so like uh, on the We Like Bad Music Only podcast, we already discussed some of the inherent flaws of double albums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mainly there, there's just like, there's an arrogant sort of justification to be so excessive. Yeah. Uh, but... I think I'd like to talk about what a double album can do well and what um, a 
double album can do at their best. And that to me is like you are receiving a mixed tape or a playlist of a rabid fan's favorite band that you've never heard of. Mm. Um, or maybe better, a double album can, uh, you know, in a, in a rare top form can kind of come off like a greatest hits of a yeah. band's discography, except, you know, your songs are new. And that's how I feel about Big Thief's record this year. I mm-hmm. think that it really hits that rare sweet spot of coming off like a really good mixtape or curated greatest hits for a double LP. And sure, I don't find every song a knockout. Um, I know we don't rate music here with mm-hmm. numbers, but if we did, I would say, you know, there, there's a few songs on there that I'd probably give like a six out of 10. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then honestly, <laughs> like, I would give the rest of the tracks like eights, nines, and there's there's definitely a few tens on this thing. And I, I to me, that's a pretty high successful batting average yeah. of songs that land uh, for me. Um, the other neat thing is that Big Thief really took off in the indie rock sphere uh, and became like critical darlings. Uh, when they released their album UFOF in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, later out later that year they did they came out with an even in my opinion better album uh, Two Hands, and it just really made Big Thief kind of like this event kind of band for that year, and really gave them big no- notoriety. So like to follow up the hype like those albums, um, you would think there would be some sort of pressure to really deliver uh, and meet uh, expectations. Um, But if they were under stress and if they were under pressure while making Dragon New Mountain Warm, um, I can't really tell on this record. Mm. Um, Big Thief, uh, they just really come across as very unfazed uh, from all the success that's been shown their way um, so much of this album just feels like them letting their hair down and going with the flow of any kind of mood that strikes them at any given moment. Um, it's kind of like this album is made for themselves, but by no means does it make it exclusive to themselves or like their hardcore fans. Instead, I think it turns out to be a very inviting and inclusive kind of record for any kind of music fan. And... That warm invitation is what I really think sustains the album over its 80-minute runtime. You know, I have listened to albums this year that were much, 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 much shorter and have been an absolute slog to get through. Uh, (laughs) And in general, I don't like really long albums. Um so an 80-minute album where I don't have much issue with its runtime tells me I think the band took really good care in track sequencing this album where it feels like every five songs is a, a mini thematic arc to the experience. Mm-hmm. Also helps that this band has hit a creative peak with these sessions. Um, yeah, there are plenty of strong, straightforward folk songs and ballads, 
I would say there's almost an equal amount of experimentation as well. Um, but it's almost like the experimental parts don't quite jump out as you as much just because there's a, like a genuine warming nature to this album. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the production. Like, there's a lo-fi feel uh, to it, but it's all really cool on the ears. Uh, it's like, lavishly it's really... arranged. It's very lo-fi, yeah. but the arrangements mm-hmm. are such that they're hiding that a little bit or just making up for it. They're just really nice yeah. arrangements. Yeah, and like, gosh, like, I could, you know, when like time escaping kicks in you know that like the the polyrhythm kind of things that are going on Mm -hmm. with the instruments and the the percussion is just neat sounds so neat um you know i had uh i planned on giving this album an honorable mention but uh when i revisited it i was like oh wait this is like absolutely absolutely one of my favorites this year lighten up all the Um, right neurons mm -hmm, yep um (laughs) and it's just been a joy rediscovering that um and not you know i'm a big thief fan um this has become my favorite record from them nice so um any thoughts i'm going to take a good guess i know taylor probably didn't (laughs) i appreciate i appreciate the album but it didn't really stick Mm -hmm. with me unfortunately like i liked it when it came out i spun it more than a few times but it's not one that i went back to unfortunately yeah Never heard of it. Maybe I'll check it out later. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, Polly, if, if if you do go back to it, I think you might might be surprised. Like, maybe, oh, wait. Maybe. Right, like, this that's cool. definitely uh, yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, and the song I'm going to go with is Spud Infinity. <laughs> Dust to dusk, a dime a dozen 
Kiss the one that you are now, and please <laughs> give us a five. Uh, well, well, I, I can do that. I can give you a number five. I can give you a number five. Um, my number five should come as no surprise that this one is on my list. Uh, my number five is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, Denzel Ooh. Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like, like Kendrick Lamar, who I think is inarguably a much bigger name, May have released an album that tackles a lot of the same heavy issues of generational abuse uh, within the black community uh, as well. I just think Denzel Curry did it much better and with more compelling material and overall songwriting chops. Um, I agree. Uh, I think it's no secret we're all big fans of albums that like come from a place of honesty and, and, and self-reflection. Uh and, and it's always fascinating hearing an artist hold themselves accountable for the pain that they've inflicted on others, but coming out the other side, understanding that, wanting to do better, and wanting his missteps to be a teaching moment. Um, I really like how a running theme on the album is to just keep walking, um, and it ties mm. thematically with where he seems to be as a person, and moving forward, acknowledging what you've done, but knowing that every day you're going to be a better version of yourself. And I really like how those things keep like, like those themes keep uh, coming up throughout the course of the record. Um, he could have easily just went. And I think a lot of people expected it because I think that this album hit a little dull for a lot of people because they wanted him to come out with an album just full of raging bangers. And, 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 mm-hmm. and there yeah. are some absolute bangers on this album. It's just this album is way more low-key and introspective. He poured himself deeply into a personal project um, that can also just fucking slap when it needs to. Um, that's that, that's <laughs> yeah. always awesome. Um, and again, like, like Denzel Curry probably going to be a mainstay for us, folks. Like, the, yeah. dude, the dude's just amazing. He is 
an incredible talent. Um, and and like and and the anecdote that, that that PH gave on the previous episode about how this album was one of those things that 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 helped him choose to go to therapy. I think that that's something that Denzel Curry would look at and be very proud of himself, you know, and here, because I'm sure that that's what he wanted to do with this album. It is an album where it definitely feels like he wants people to learn from his mistakes and not make the same, you know, issue, not make the same mistakes that he has. And, and, and like getting help when you need it. Like, like he very, he's very upfront, like with the start of the album, uh, melt session. Number one, though, he's telling you what this album is about upfront about all the wrong he's done, how he's like finally dealing with the fact that he was molested as a child and, and, and things like that. Mm. Um, it, it just blew my mind that I, I read a review and they said that like, Oh, this album's so surface level. And I'm like, the dude oh. literally, the dude literally says he was touched by an adult when he was a child, like thirty-five seconds into the record. <laughs> Come on, people! Uh, but y'all, up. I have ADHD and I pay better attention than that. <laughs> yeah, like come on, like even Taylor's picked up all this shit. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Denzel's just uh, he he is a, he is a, a ta- an amazing talent for 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 modern hip hop. He is like modern hip hop is so much better for him existing, and and I cannot wait to see what he does from here. Like getting all of this out, and then like what his next move could be. If there's anything he's always been, it's unpredictable. You you never yeah. know what he's gonna do. When you look at Taboo, and then you go and you look at Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, it's just like. I, I don't I literally don't know. I can't predict what you would do next. Cause he also had that fucking awesome Rage Against the Machine cover he did. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the guy yeah, is just so versatile and, and and just yeah, absolutely want to catch this guy live sometime because he's he's got live chops. Like uh, no yeah, kidding. he was around and I that was is one I couldn't make and I was kicking myself. Oh, uh, that just, sucks. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. Uh, the track that I'm going to go with is, uh, it's the same track that I picked when, when this was my pick for the month, just because this song stuck with me the whole fucking year. I just love it a lot. It's walking. Like, it's undeniable. It's yes. just an undeniable <laughs> That's a good one. That A yeah, and B half, yeah, like the way that it is two halves, and it's just that beat. Like, this was a year of beat switches. Uh, a lot of rap albums had a lot of fucking beat switches. Like, if you listen to that fucking Jid record and took a shot every time there was a beat switch, you would be fucking plastered three songs in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Denzel Curry, Not My Eyes, See Your Future is my number five, and better just keep walking. With my back to the sun, keep my head to the sky. Me against the world is me, myself, and I like daylight. Got in touch with my soul. Trade us softly on the path down the rockiest road. Life isn't ice cream without monopoly dough. The property grows in value, and rightfully so. I gotta have it. I see the way the people get treated is problematic. They ready to set us up for failure. It's systematic. But when I felt it, my eyes melted. The selfish are constantly profiting off the helpless. I never do my team green. Make the team green like. 
like the Celtics, the ones that ain't making it overzealous. They show and tell us throughout history, earn a cheddar. They form and break out nickel plated chrome berettas. The same old story in a whole different era. I'm watching massacres turn to run the mascara. But anywho, for the pain, see what this any do. So we can see what lies beneath as we pull up a swig of truth. The sun sets as I sip a few. The sky turns a different hue, farther from the color blue. The nighttime has arrived. I recline for the evening. I'm hawking down the days ago. The names ain't Stephen. I started in a nightmare, so pinch me. I'm dreaming. I'm killing off my demons because my soul's worth redeeming. Run no sentence, pray to God for repentance Be the odds at all costs, so I won't share it with my infant Way before he start crawling, watch my sins keep falling I just gotta stay focused, I just gotta keep walking Keep on walking, ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy, rotten, nasty little world we call a home They get Mickey's popping, ain't no option for my partner So they resort to scams and robbing, take away stress, we gone copping Blow it all out, it's all forgotten Keep on walking, ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy Rotten, nasty little world we call a home They get Mickey's poppin', ain't no option for my partner So they resort to scams and robbing Take away stress, we gone, coppin', blow it all out, it's all forgotten This is a cell called Sour Film Directed, written, and starred by The one and only Celtron our number five we're gonna head right on in to the number fours and i do believe taylor has got one of those for me yes all right so we, we we've been talking about stuff that's a little more serious mm-hmm. 
let's t- let's take a hard let's take a hard right turn into mm-hmm. something that's not okay. serious at all. Let's do. As oh, my um, number four is the new Dark Ages by Guar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I had this album on repeat for like two weeks. I fucking love this record. Uh, everybody loves Guar. Guar is a metal band who've been around forever, and they've uh, been through numerous lineup changes and unfortunate demises of key members that we talked about when we did this album for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still going strong. And, uh, you know, they managed to come out with uh, the new Dark Ages this year, which has uh, really surprised me as an album. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't think I would dig a Guar album again. Yeah, like I, I knew that there were still like songs of theirs that I liked from more modern albums, but it has been a fucking hot minute since I heard a Guar album. It was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm jamming to this or like this is something I would, you know, feasibly put on an album of the year list. So, yeah, and it's it's just really good. It rocks you know? so hard. Like I like completely <laughs> fucked is one of my favorite songs of the year. Oh, yeah. Completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. They just Guar knows how to take their concept and just make it consistently fun and occasionally consistently pointed. Yeah. Like they're very good at getting their point across with humor. Um, It's so like, like it's always fascinating. Like when Guar, when good fucking Guar hits, good Lord, are they just like (laughs) top tier satirical shit? Yeah. I think la- last year's list, I made a joke about Cradle of Filth, how existence is futile was Cradle of Woke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> and th- there's a certain element of this. Oh, because yeah. Because it's totally. There's, there's an element of Guar that's intentionally offensive, right? Absolutely. It's, it's shock rock. We all know what we're here for. We want to see whoever the sitting American president is get his head <laughs> cut off. Yeah. <laughs> and and we want we want the lead singer to piss on the crowd. Yep. But but Guar also reminds you, "Oh, wait, you think we're on your side?" Ha yeah, ha ha. Yeah, you li- like if yeah. you could if like if you could listen to this album and not pick up the anti-conservatism undertones, which you can't even be called undertones. They're literally just evident and even the song titles jesus christ yeah though uh well I, funnily enough for my, that song i chose for my pick <laughs> uh, but i want to get y'all's thoughts as oh. per usual before we dive right in to the goopy mixture of blood urines feces and uh semen that is a guar album yeah like like i said i had this spinning for for two weeks and i remember like this this album was on i was spinning this for two weeks in a row while playing power wash simulator like this was my soundtrack (laughs) when i was playing that game by myself (laughs) yeah um over the course of 70 albums Believe it or not, I was shocked how much this album stood out. 
Like it really stood out. Mm-hmm. I w- I wasn't expecting that. You know, I I, I you know, because always there's some rocky things about it, um, but it is so direct and satisfying as well. Mm-hmm. With so with much of its tracks, it's like you can give the rockier stuff a pass because um, when I say rocky, I don't mean like rock music, y'all. I mean like rocky is it? Yeah, like it's know, a little. Yeah, yeah, there, there, but it's like, I don't know, there's, it's so like, there's such, there's this funky char- charisma yeah. going on, you know, that you can't help but smile um, while listening to it. Really, really fun. It, I can't stress enough, like, actually, like, was like a bright beacon when I was doing this. I was like, oh, I, I still fucking love a lot of the moments on this thing. Yeah. So, um, I, I took a guess that this one would be on there, Taylor. I was wondering where it was going to land. I think this <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling just because, like, I, yeah. I I knew that if I loved this album as much as I did, like, I still feel as strongly as I do about it at the end of the year. I knew it was probably going to make Taylor's list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like to have fun. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and the song I'm going with is Blood Libel. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want My cheese favorite. pizza? Son! 
Now that uh, now that uh, Satanic Lullabies for Children Three and Up is over, title of my new album, by the way, uh, Psychic Heist. Excellent plug. Um, oh, y'all, it's, it seems kind of crazy now. We're we're at four. Yeah, we're, we're we are four. inching up that list faster than you thought it would. We're creeping on a comma. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's the fourth spot, and. You tends to kind of I, I've always thought of it kind of the one that's like the dark horse. Uh, it doesn't get as much, you know, attention as other albums usually do, just because it's in between five and three, two, and one. Um, we've had very uh, we just we just listened to a really fun um, song, even though it's got a actually really good political bite to it. Hell yeah. Um, but we've also listened to like, you know, life affirming things. And uh, we've been dance music that has empowered us through Beyonce and Big Thief was kind of like a folk country communal shindig. <laughs> but I think it's time to acknowledge Grim Truths. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, time to bring a bit of a harsh light Here it on mostly <laughs> reality. I'm going to let you all call it. Take a guess. That's uh, my number four. Chat pile? Chat you pile. Got it. You got it. My, <laughs> my number four album is God's Country. Oh, Chat that pile. album. Oh. Oh. This is my favorite debut album from oh, a band God. this year. It, I can't think of anything stronger. Yeah. Like, hands down. Yeah. No questions asked. Um, it also is like my, I guess, favorite horror-inducing album. Oh, it's, um, the, it's the most terrifying album I heard this year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. for those who don't know, but this isn't like fun horror in that Sam Raimi <laughs> way. Oh, this is no. Like, this is like Toby Hooper kind of stuff. Um, so even though um, even though this album is 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 grim, uh, it doesn't really it, it doesn't it, it does. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words. Um, <laughs> it does retain a sense of humor throughout. It's just a very dark sense of humor. I mean, like best song title of the year for me. Grimace <laughs> underscore smoking underscore weed dot JPEG. Yes, it anyone? And, and it led to a very awesome uh, experience. Uh, yeah, experience. Really great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just that the laughter you might experience on this album uh, is more of a nervous type. Yeah. Than, <laughs> than the warm hearted kind. <laughs> um, 
You know, it's funny. I was like, um, having listened to this album a lot and letting it set with me, I, I realized that it actually kind of shares a lot of themes that was featured on the Flaming Lips American, American Head. American Head, yeah. Uh, um, you know, they both deal uh, about the darker side and the failings of the American dream and how that's delusions um, have, you know, broken our small cities and towns yep. and, and the people and um, everything that comes from that. Uh, funny enough, both of those bands are from Oklahoma City. Mm. Um, Must be something <laughs> in the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, if you're thinking Flaming Lips, like, no, like, God's Country is like the louder, angrier, rebellious, yet deeply depressed, bong-toking little brother. Yeah. Uh, to, <laughs> the, to American Head. It's a little fucked up. Um, yeah. Um. And to uh, accompany, you know, it's sort of heavy subject matter of American societal collapse, um, you know, you, the, the music matches it as well. It is, uh, you know, properly heavy as, as all can be. Um, but the songwriting is has always really, really struck me as just so solid and strong mm -hmm. from this album. Like, I can't think of a, a, weak, a weak link at all. Um, I, I find that every song will just strike me hard in the chest with like a big bludgy fist. Yeah. Or maybe in its quieter moments, have me feel like I'm under a murderous threat or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course this is even all the more very effective due to the fact that this band happens to have one hell of a list. God, he's like <laughs> we say performer a lot. This guy is literally yeah. performing. This guy is performing like almost one man caricatures of the things that are rotting this country from the inside out, and the 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 mind states that that the and the head spaces that real people have to live day to day. It's mm -hmm. terrifying. Yeah, and really just gives gives everything to just tell us this uh real american horror story that we're living mm -hmm. so um with that i believe the track that i want to go with unless sorry i feel like i'm jumping the gun uh would y'all like to say anything else um, i mean i've i've kind of said it really i said what i meant okay. like this album is right. just fucking terrifying to me and 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 really just the reality and the grit of it just I, I, bold decision on going with a drum machine too yeah yeah i thought when we were talking like i didn't even pick up on that uh then when you mentioned it i was like Oh, obviously. <laughs> like, I just I guess I was so soaked up in the tension yeah, um, yeah. of the album. It definitely makes it to. sound like something much different if they would have used uh, live drums for the album. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Taylor, you good? Shall I continue with the track? I might have more to say later. <laughs> okay. I, you never know. Um, all right. Well. Let's go with this is the sound of our world collapsing. I'm going with the track anywhere.
points, Polly. Uh-huh. A little heavy, maybe a little uncomfortable. <sighs> I mean, that song does rock a little bit too. Yeah, like that, yeah. But, you know, and it's also <laughs> kind of nervous. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, oh hey, hey, like why don't we go play that one outside the NRA? It should just be on permanent blast, given that that song is a lot of <laughs> lot of gun violence. Hell um, yeah. Um, that one's heavy. So what you got? What have I got? got I got. Fourth? I have a sequel. How about a sequel? Sequel. A they, sequel. You can have sequels to albums, right? That's a thing you can yep. do. You can have a number oh. two. You can. You can have a Vaxus Two: Window of the Waking Mind by Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I think that this album is here, despite the fact that 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 I've 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 still continued to enjoy their work over the years. I feel a lot of their songwriting lately has kind of gotten into that mid-tempo alt-rock rut. Despite, like, again, like, I still enjoy them, but it's just like, well, I kind of know what a, rec- a Coheed record's going to sound like, I feel, going in. And, and, and Vaxus 2, to me, feels like the sound of a band waking up. Um, it has loads of variety, and, 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 and there are songs on this album that have been stuck in my head since the day of release. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the band experiments a lot on this album in, 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 in new and interesting ways, and maybe they're not all winners, um, but there's nothing on the album I felt is just flat-out unlistenable. Like, I'll still, like, I still listen to this album front to back. Um, <sighs> and... and you cannot tell me that the last three tracks that make up the end of this album are not like the most exciting conclusion to an album all year. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This fantastic run of tracks. Yeah. 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 Pity about the snare drum. Uh, (laughs) That snare drum is so weak. If it just had a few more decibels on it, it would be so More bolstering drums, please. That drum, that snare drum needs to be splitting my head open and it's just, Oh, it's just there behind the guitars and struggling so hard. Poor little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like this, this really was refreshing for me as a fan of Coheed and Cambria, just because I've been so kind of not really burnt out because again, like I said, I listen to everything, but, but, but I, I've wanted more than that mid tempo dirge for a while now. And this album gave me so much of that to kind of chew on that. It's just like, what do I pick? I love so many songs on this album. Like this is a it's a, it's a great problem to have. Um but um uh and I know that like we did an entire fucking uh review for this uh album uh back in September or October uh with Dr. Doobie and it, like I think we mostly came out of it positive. I know that PH was not the biggest on it. Listen, I I still love this album. Yeah, I mm-hmm. am issues with it um as a you know experience but i don't it's out of just love you know it's mm-hmm. all out of love mm-hmm. um and there is there's an and it's no denying that while it is it's a rocky album from track to track like it's got a very exciting and you know final three songs for sure but oh, yeah. also like the sounds that are used and this new to the band makes the prospect of this band and as they grow like really exciting like i'm like i think they're still developing things on this album that i'm like ooh, what's the mature sound of this yeah like this like, like, like things like 
a disappearing act and, and even bad man like bad man is kind of a silly song bad in another man. <laughs> it's like it's so ass rock that it's Shut like <laughs> it's just like you can see but like the stuff like disappearing act and and is and shoulders are definitely things where you say oh there's like a next level to this isn't there like you could go somewhere with this that's yeah that really mm-hmm. elevates this band um it was also and, made uh during quarantine right yep. so i think that plays into it as well yeah absolutely um, so it makes you wonder what the version of this would have been like had there not been covid um, yeah yeah because it sounds like a lot of the songs came directly from things that happened during like, like i know that uh he had mentioned specifically that comatose was d- directly about a fight he had had with his wife during the pandemic and things that mm-hmm. like he was struggling with oh yeah, yeah. um no, this is de- definitely an album that's influenced from that too yeah that's yeah, cool. yeah yeah so there's definitely a lot of that that kind of bled into this album uh taylor what do you think or or should we just go ahead and <laughs> move right along okay um the track that i'm going with is again like there were three tracks i was like i could pick either of these three and they're all just like tracks that i'm picking them because they get stuck in my head easily but i'll just go with i'll 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 close my eyes and just let my finger land on one here we go and uh, all right my the track that i'm going with is the liars club yes that's a good one Hell oh, sorry that was too loud the three uh, that I have listed that year. I was choosing from are Comatose, Love Murder One, and The Liars Club. <laughs> all good songs. They're all great. They're all so good. So yeah, Coit and Cambria, Vaxus to A Window of the Waking Mind. Go on and tell me a lie with The Liars Club.
All right, and moving along, Taylor, I do believe you might have a listener list for us. I do. All right, who you got? <clears throat> what you got for us? <clears throat> you gotta, gotta get ready for this one. I gotta clear my throat for this one. This one comes to us from Millie. Uh, so. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having an emotional moment here. Millie's number three is, oh God, how do I say this? <laughs> Tobokegao Tobox. Yeah, I'm running with that. <laughs> we'll go uh, with that. For the last, for the last few years, Tobokegao and their label TBKGA0 have been big names to keep an ear out for in the digital fusion scene, offering up an impressive and catchy array of chip toony trackery goodness across several albums and EPs. With their third album, Tobox, they've upped the ante by an order of magnitude, dropping their big blue and yellow flag near the summit of the digital mountain. All the juicy, jazzy J-pop chords and blissful, soaring vocal synth melodies and glittering square wave ostinatos and irresistible springy beats betray the presence of a ghost in this machine every bit as much as the face on the album cover whose eyes follow you wherever you point them. <laughs> and this ghost knows a thing or two about tunes. Previous songs such as Yomi Diashimubumi get glamorous glow-ups here, sporting full vocal arrangements and bittersweet lyrics about heartbreak. But they saved the best for last. The ebullient showstopper dot matrix clock where they trade the Game Boys and trackers for live guitars and drums and some of the slickest production this side of Mint Jams. What a power move. When the world seems to be falling apart around us, Tobox arrived just around in time to warm my weary bones for at least another winter. Number two is Hellfire by Black Midi. Ooh. I didn't expect Ooh. that in 2022, one of my top three albums would be an unreconstructed prog album, but here we are. With the trick time shifts, bombastic arrangements, blistering tempos, and abrupt mid-song genre changes, these Brit school chuckle fucks bring the heat in classic prog fashion. <laughs> they have me headbanging to the riff of the year in Welcome to Hell, right through its thrashing climax, and not a moment later, leave me gliding along on the sweet lap steel and acoustic arpeggios of Still. The album centerpiece, The Race is About to Begin, goes through about 15 abrupt shifts in tone and time and genre in half as many minutes, and not only makes it work, but makes it sizzle. The real prog clincher here, though, is not just the form, but the concept, a song cycle of sinners and scumbags detailing their moral bankruptcy and damnation, backed by a recurring motif of audiences being corralled into various venues to indulge in one decadent spectacle of human misery after another. Indeed, the titular opening number begins with Geordie Greep rattling off increasingly desperate intonations of existential dread and human futility before interrupting himself to invite the listener into the imminent parade of depravity to watch and cheer at Sugar Sue's primetime prize fight murderous tabloid fodder and to laugh cruelly at a once-beloved star's pitiful final grasp at relevance in the dramatic Doom Prog show tune closer, 27 Questions. And laugh you should, because these Brit school chuckle fucks do not just make a grim album, but a grimly funny one where despair and delight not only coexist, but codepend, and it reflects in both the considered chaos of the music itself and lyrically in many of the absurd narrative details and even straight-up jokes. Hellfire's concept and its ex execution 
are so confident and complete here that they make their terrific previous record cavalcade sound like a dry run. So here's to a sold-out show to delight despiring despair sinners everywhere. May Black Midi keep selling so that we can keep buying whatever grotesque, madcap, chucklefuck, prog, pyrotechnics they bring and have cooking up next. Number yeah. one is Ezra Furman's All of Us Flames. Mm. Punk poet and spiritual seeker Ezra Furman wears her Jewishness and her transness on her sleeve as she guides you through 12 anthemic lyrical tour de forces, which serve as the climax of three albums I call the Exodus Trilogy. Jewish and trans. I'm surprised my date mates haven't plugged this one by now. Mm. <laughs> the energy peaks fairly early on track four out of 12 titled Forever and Sunset, which is maybe her most gripping anthem to date. But even after that, the album compels you to a wave lighter in the air until gliding gracefully to its gentle but unbowed end. Along the way, you'll pass through a most literal torch song, which gives us the album its title and its thematic heart a post-psych ward discharge testimonial for the ages and the most explicitly trans-solidarity and war song Ezra has yet committed to record. All the while, it reflects on what you do after the presumed apocalypse has come and gone, only to leave the brutal static order of things intact on how we can break out from a yoke of terror and despair to survive in this cruel world through community, through found family, through self-defense and armed resistance, through faith in something higher, or in our friends, or in ourselves. Though banding together with the real motherfuckers and organizing our lives through love and care. And glomming some of these words together here through reading all of our names aloud from the book of names and continuing to read them again and again so not a single one is lost for forgotten through blown out bombastic arena ready mixes and crumbly am radio whispers of affinity for the basket cases we grew up watching on CRTs and wish we could be album of the year and of her career it will show you the truth undressing and i hope you will give it a listen to find out what's underneath hell yeah i think that was beautifully written i awesome i'm glad i didn't have to read it well taylor uh thank you so much for being the kindest gentlest soul for being able to read that and thank you millie for caring so much about music that you sent us that uh that that is by far the most detailed anything of anything ever we've probably received for one of these things Um, (laughs) note to self next year i gotta practice these rather than reading these blind (laughs) i'll uh, I'll have to send them much (laughs) earlier next year (laughs) <laughs> Taylor, okay i'll, I'll but... give you a break from all the nonsense and uh, and everything and we'll, we'll we'll move you on forward have you got a number three oh, i do number three number three might sound familiar because it's god's country by chat pile hey what yeah. a good album yeah so every once in a while an album comes around that just has us certain mood to it oh yeah and i very rarely experience this kind of just grimy grotesque nastiness yeah like there's there's bands i could name that have given me this in recent years like primitive man oh, or yeah. mm-hmm. or dragged into sunlight don't actually buy dragged into sunlight music their label is a fuck gotcha <laughs> Uh, just throwing that out there because there's a there's a big legal fight over dragged into sunlight right now. But that's kind of just this, just that ugliness, that music that's just so close to the knuckle, and it's both in the lyrics and in the sounds that mm. are being presented to us, and it's just so nice. Hell yeah! It's so, it's so 
it's so ugly, but it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you want. Every once in a while, I want to listen to something and take a shower afterwards. This, that is this <laughs> album. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> so, and we've we've talked. I think we all kind of said our piece about this already. So I'm gonna roll right into my track pick, which is Tropical Beach Incorporated. Nice.
So Psychic Heist. Hello. How we doing? You got a number three for us? Oh, you want a number three, huh? A number three. Metal right, Gear. I... <laughs> number three. <laughs> number number three. All right. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Something in my throat there. Mm, yeah, um, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right. Um, so, like, uh, back. Back a little bit when we did the We Like Bad Music monthly uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this album. I I put it on the back burner, and I just hadn't really thought about it since. Um, and so as its turn came up when I was revisiting all the albums I liked this year, I did have this thought of, uh, maybe I got all I could from this album like, like mm-hmm. back in July. Uh, and that's why I haven't really thought about listening to it since. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what I was thinking before listening to it. But that thought was quickly shoved aside with a big old nah <laughs> as i realized the fire to this album still burned strong by the time troglodyte started playing oh, yeah. my, <laughs> my number three is cave world by viagra boys hell yeah that's a good viagra. one, that's a good one. <laughs> this album is home um <laughs> What a consistent killer lineup of songs on this God, thing. it's so... It, it's unfair to so many albums how good this album is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really great lineup. Really colorful. Fun. Um, if I was to make, like, a top ten list of my songs this year, I think at least two of them would from this album would make that list. Yeah. Um, I can't help but find myself grooving to all these songs in their own way. Yeah, like, like it's so varied. Yeah, and each of them like provoke their own little unique dance mm-hmm. within me. <laughs> um, it is a bombastic, punky, artsy dance rock record. It is always invigorating. Uh, it's also, I think, for me, it's the best conceptual record of the year uh mm. revolving around uh the themes of man's de-evolution yeah pretty topical um of course this was been inspired by the pandemic and the absolute societal crazed conspiracies and all the loonies that that brought out um it's it's excellent satire in a frank zappa way yeah um with a lot of moments that will bring a smile to my safe and give me a good chuckle. But underneath there's like, you know, it's one of those, it's humor in a way that rings true. Yeah. Um, this is just a really, really fun record. Oh, it's, God, a, it's a really, really, really cheeky record. Um, and I just appreciate how much bite the commentary oh, on this record. God, has. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got fangs. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is not afraid to ruffle some feathers. Um, this album is like completely Machiavellian, like just just all together. Yeah. Um, y'all have any thoughts? You like to say? I just like this record a lot. It's just really, really good. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this one. This was another good bopper. This makes its way into the rotation pretty frequently. 
And with that, I think I'm going to play uh, my favorite song of the year, Troglodyte. back out into the muck and the mire then all right why don't i just do it we've talked about this one already (laughs) (laughs) so it's coming back by number three it's god's country from chat pile (laughs) just come on like you had to know that this was gonna make the list like yeah there's just no fucking way that it's not going to this this 
But like I said, this album scared the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> it, it's like nearly every track put me in a headspace or, or, or a situation or a reality that someone in this country lives every day. And it made me like, like it makes me appreciate the things that I have a lot more. Um, yeah. You know, like this is an album that's just like, yeah, I remember uh, in an interview, one of the members, one of the members said something to the effect of like, we're, we're trying to capture the anxiety and fear of watching the world fall apart. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> yep. You've, mission fucking accomplished jesus christ it's just this is one of yeah like you take a shower after listening to this record it's so grimy and just uh but it's but it's such a potent statement with everything that it's going for this just like give this fucking album its flowers already like it's that fucking good it 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 deserves any and all accolades that it can get. And I don't know if there's anything we could say more about it, so I guess I'll just pick the track that scared me the fucking most. Uh, it brought, <laughs> brought up a fear in me that I didn't know that I had, but it's just, uh, uh, it was just like, you know, like, I, I, I've got it good. I, I kind of need to appreciate the things I have more. So the track that I'm picking is Why? Um, and it's just a song about homelessness and it's, uh, just asking the fucking question. Like, why do people have to live outside? We have buildings that have heat and nobody lives in them. Why do people have to live outside? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so potent. You know, what strikes me though is like, I don't know, around where I live and I see homelessness and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, uh, yeah. And the song, it's uncomfortable, you know, it's like, it really is, I don't know, it, it's I learned, a rough song, but, but I think it just wants to, all, like, I kind of feel invigorated, like, what can I do maybe to, I don't know, you know, help in, 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 yeah. in a way, I mean, because my, my kids ask me, like, why aren't we helping these people, right. and I don't have a, I don't have a fucking like, what's good the answer, answer for it. Yeah. That's always a great situation to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I'm feeling fucking emotional actually kind of thinking about it. I'm, it, it, yeah, I'm fucking disturbed. Like you this know, song especially hits me now that I, I, I came to find out that a best friend that I had been looking for uh, since high school, he, I found out that he had passed away earlier uh, this year. He passed, I passed away last year and I found out in January. And I didn't know the circumstances behind his passing. And then I found out that he had been homeless for like two or three years and probably died of alcohol poisoning because of his homelessness. I was like, Mm. yeah, okay, that's fuck, man. So it just kind of made everything hit a lot harder. And that's kind of like, like, I think that this is just like, this is the kind of material you put up there. Um, I, I I don't know what kind of awards you can give it, but this is the kind of album that deserves them all for just yeah. examining all of this shit in such a realistic and 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 frightening manner. And it is frightening. Uh, it's yeah. meant to scare you because it's like th- the world shouldn't be like this. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so fucked. It it sucks that something like this album has to be so relevant. Uh, I guess yeah. that that's the worst part is like it has to be like I, I wish I could live in a world where a chat pile didn't have to exist, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, sending you off to for some real good vibes. Here's here's why.
out some emotions <laughs> that was emotional that hopefully we can do there. so maybe i can do that with with another listener list what do you say sounds good all right we got one coming in from adamine 634 this guy's just got the list straight up here it is no intro no nothing here we go number three return of the dream canteen red hot chili peppers yeah. oh wow yeah. It was fun here in the main not, lineup back not to get, too bad. It was well, fun. It, it sorry. Was, oh, get, <laughs> it was fun hearing the main lineup back to, uh, together again in Unlimited Love, but it didn't do much for me. Return to the Dream Canteen brought the Gentile vibes, grooves, and textures I love about the Chili Peppers. Also, I got to see them this year at Jazz Fest, and they played Nobody Weird Like Me. It fucking ruled! <laughs> Number two, I think this is uh, one of those there, uh, we like bad music only approved choices. This is uh, Diaspora Problems from Soul Glow. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I promised myself totally. I would get into punk this year, and while I've still only dipped my toes into it, I'm glad I found Soul Glow. Not just because they're a badass band, but because it's nice knowing there's a killer contemporary punk act I can hopefully see. See them. Yes. That is on my list of things to definitely do. Number one, another real good one here. I Melt My Eyes, See Your Future yeah. by Denzel Curry. This album just hit right this year. Saw him in New Orleans, and he's a fantastic act live, too. All right. Well, now we're in the red zone, everybody. It's time. We're, get, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Taylor. hey What is your penultimate album of the year? It's 
Vaxus Act 2 by Coheed and Cambria. There we go! (laughs) Yes. uh, Taylor, the... Taylor is one of those people who is a perpetual simp for Coheed and Cambria. Oh yeah. And this was this was a good this was a really good one. Uh I kind of the more I listen to this one, the more I like it and mm-hmm. it's still kind of in frequent rotation yeah. just in my day-to-day life. Dang. It's got a lot of that it's got a lot of energy and peppiness and just a little bit more of a faster tempo like Polly was talking about than a lot of prior Coheed stuff from the last several years has had. And it's got that big, epic, bombastic closing mm. sequence mm. that is just, ah, uh, yes. Few people do it like Coheed can do it when they put their minds to it. God, yeah, and it's been it's so it's long true. since they've done like a big kind of sweet like that. Yeah. And it's just, ah, yes, it's good stuff. And yeah, this is, there's a lot of overlap this year. Yeah. But that happens like when you have a podcast and you, and you introduce each other to new music all the time. Like, I think that that, I I expected this coming in that there was going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of overlap. Especially because I was, especially because I was too, not in the right headspace to go out of my way to listen to anything else that was coming out this year other than what we were covering. Mm-hmm. Understand. Right. But that's okay, because we covered some good shit. Hell yeah. Uh, song, song I'm going to go with is Comatose. Come on, save me. She tells me what she wants.
a second. I, I need to play out that bouncy melody from Komotos in my head. I need to <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. I hope I see them again, by the way. COVID and Cambria. Oh, God. Um, yeah, they're a good live show. Definitely oh, yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite concerts of the year. Speaking of... Speaking of a good year uh, in music, uh, the concerts were were great this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll maybe I'll talk about that at another time. But this is albums. Sure. We're sure. at number two. Yeah. Fucking two. Here we go. What could it be? There is no other album this year. I feel that is bursting with so many ideas and has such a strong personality than my number two spot, which is Natural Brown Prom Queen from Sudan Archives. Oh, yeah, this one was really good. Yeah, if we, for those that don't know or who haven't kept up, we didn't get to do uh, uh, the last couple episodes of We Like Bad Music only because life is busy, it turns out. This was one of those. Yeah. This was one of those picks. Yes, and then people got sick, like me. I got uh, sick. Yeah, it was awful. I have, I have thankfully not gotten sick yet. <laughs> this was a yeah. This one was a real good. I, I yeah yeah like this one a lot. Yeah. So Sadan Archives, uh, she is a self-taught violinist. So when you hear the violins on this album, that is her. Mm-hmm. Um, she is based out of Los Angeles, California now, but she is uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, which is a cool detail because not to throw shade at Cincinnati, but that seems to be kind of like, oh, like if you were to do an average of American cities, like Cincinnati seems that way. But the fact that Sudan had comes from Cincinnati and has a lyric of I'm not average, I think is pretty cool. Mm. Um, so like uh, to give you, to give you all listeners a really good uh, glimpse of her personality uh she was interviewed for consequence of sounds artist of the month and the headline read artist of the month sedan archives on holding in farts and being <laughs> a big titty monster with a violin so good shit that should give you kind of a clue uh <laughs> this kind of personality uh and i think that is like the best fucking headline of all time yeah <laughs> um so natural Brown Prom Queen is her second album, and um, why I do, I do like her first album, um, her her second one here is like a huge level up. Um, yet it's funny. I feel like I need to give a little disclaimer here. Um, I had to sit with this one a little bit. Mm. Um, like it took some time for it to really grow on me. Um, this is an album that is bursting with ideas. Mm-hmm. So much so, I feel like this is one. This is like one album, but it's like three albums. Yeah, smushed into one. <laughs> it gave me and Genesis Owusu vibes, where it's just like it's so all over the place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and even though it's like fifty-four minutes, and there are longer albums on this list, mm-hmm. uh, the the variety of sounds and vibes on this album does kind of lead to some inconsistency, and like in the way the I guess the sound like kind of scapes yeah. out along with some uh some bumps in track sequencing oh yeah that does make this does make this album feel long at times um i can't deny that but i would say to anyone listening to this album um is that you just got to be patient with it 
Um, because I do feel like it is incredibly rewarding mm -hmm. in the long run. It is the only other album besides my number one pick that gave me that strong feeling of like, oh, is this gonna be my album of the year? Mm -hmm. Like it it I love it that much. Yeah. Um so you will see you will see Sedan archives listed as like an R&B and soul artist and those genres are definitely at the backbone of this album but like talk about genre bl blending like this, this thing samples it samples from such a huge scope of genres i mean you've got your disco and like afro pop but then you got like psychedelic stuff like psychedelic soul you've got trap in here mm -hmm. you have some gorgeous art pop um you know songs as well uh that's just kind of the influences that are coming off the top of my head and even though this album does kind of go all over the place like sudan has a really unique touch on all these different styles of music mm -hmm. like you like i really feel like you get the fingerprints of some like of of, of a, like a voice you know, like yeah, the, absolutely. You know? Um, and I feel like every song has just something in it that has a nice little, nice little. I don't know her voice in it. Nice little twist mm -hmm. that really makes it pop and shine. Um, and yeah, like you know, I think if you approach this album like it's three albums. You'll you'll find the first third is the most upfront and ear catchy of the record. Um, thematically, it's Sedan at her most external. You know, she's displaying not just her warming personality, her humor, um, but you just really feel the, the things she's singing about. You know, you, you really feel that love for her family and her friends. She's also like vulnerable. She's she, she's not afraid to be vulnerable to sing about it, and also to to. Uh, Sing about like the importance of like you know self care and mm -hmm. self preservation. Um, the second third is much more internalized. Um, it's very psychedelic. Uh, it's I think the section of the album that is the most difficult to get into because it is just by its nature is more closed off. Um, but it will click in time, even if the track sequencing is just a little. I, I kind of feel like some things need to get switched around there. Mm -hmm. um, but by the time we get to the final third of the album, it is this very, very good mixture of kind of like the first two um, thirds. Um, the final third immediately is very sexy. It's very sensual. Mm -hmm. um, it actually kind of caught, caught, caught me off guard a little bit when I first experienced it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and, you know, but thematically, it wraps up the record really, really well. Um, you know, it's not just it's not just about like reconnecting with a lover, but also like just seeking back that strong, uh, I guess, familial bond with your home. Mm -hmm. And. I don't know, like um, the song Homesick, like is to me is like kind of like the big it's a slow jam but it's like yes it's it's a it's a you know it's about sex but there's there's a deeper like 
emotional welling up there behind it as well that I've never really kind of experienced in music before. Um, it's stunning. I think it's a stunning song. Um, and honestly, I love the honesty of this, of this album. Like I just, I, that's what's so endearing about it is like, I just feel like I'm getting her personality and she's like at its fullest and honest um about herself it's just i don't know it it really it really has stuck with me um very strongly i uh i bought the vinyl to this and you know when when you open it up you see like pictures of her childhood in there mm-hmm. and it just really sort of strengthened those themes of, of, of who she is where she's come from mm. and this is kind of like her sort of big like show of that yeah. you know this is her what am i trying to say um this is her 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 moment has arrived right yeah 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 this is definitely and, an arrival type album yeah yeah and i just can't wait to see what she does next so um y'all have any thoughts I liked it. Like I, I like. I think that you basically said all that I could possibly say about it. Mm-hmm. I did not get around to this one. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'll check it out later. It is. It is. It is surprisingly dense. Even though, like, you could take one song and be like, you could digest that. So, you know, it is like a big album. Um, putting it all together, and I. Th- it's hard to pick a song. There's a lot of great songs on this one. Um, it's hard to pick a song, but I think if I was maybe, maybe to really get a good sense of her personality, um, I'm going to go with uh, NBPQ, Topless. Cause I'm not average, 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 average
Doesn't mean I cannot have it I just wanna see us lavish Bunch of niggas in some mansions How you living with some ratchet? All my exes got the maddest They missed out on my magic Once I started wearing lashes I flew away, it's a habit Cause niggas are here showing rations Taking without ever asking All you focus on is fashion I wanna know how it functions Miss me with all that fuck shit Where the psychedelic drugs at? Always trying to do some fun shit You know I make nothing to something She's a hoe, that's assumptions I just wanna have my titties out Titties out, titties out I just wanna have my titties out Titties out Archives is not average. She's not average. <laughs> not at all. So I want I want a number two from you that you, is also not average. Not average, I tell you right now, there is no average in my number two pick whatsoever. Uh in fact, I think that many would agree with it, seeing as how it is an album that has appeared prior. Uh my number two mm. is Cave World. Yeah. Agra Boys. Um, yes. Like, like, yeah. I like the, uh, the, the contrast we have here where, where, where chat pile painted this terrifyingly realistic depiction of a world burning down. Cave world is just astonished and almost amused by how ridiculous things are. <laughs> <laughs> the wild and varying range of styles we've already talked about like every track is just exciting like you don't know what you're getting the first time through and it's just that, that was such a fun trip the first time listening to that album um the, the the lyrics are often just super fucking humorous there's so much character going on like he is singing from the point of view of so many characters and he's so good at it and just embodying all of these like schlubby fucking just <laughs> greasy ass people and it just drips <laughs> off of every song in a way that just like it, it's gross in a completely different way um than <laughs> chat pile um i i think like th like this album it, it it looks at all we've got right now and it's reached the point I think most of us have where it's just like, well, what else can I do but laugh at it? Yeah. <laughs> like yep. and, and and what I like about this album is like you're you're invited to laugh along. You're given permission because yeah, it's fucking absurd where we're at. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that was just such a strong message. And it's like, that's because that's where I'm at in life right now, baby. I'm just looking at everything. I was just like, fuck, man. How, st- how much stupider can we fucking possibly get? Um, <laughs> and I love how this album just exemplifies that uh, in so many ways. Just track to track. Oh, yeah. It's just nonstop observations that are really good. Um, and and since we've all talked about this one already, in the interest of keeping things moving along, I'll I'll jump to um, I'll jump to my track unless anybody has anything they'd want to say. Um, but uh, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 track I'm going with is 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 maybe one of the less schlubbier ones, or at least not from like the oh hey conservatives are fucking awful. Uh, ones. This one just like it. <laughs> this one just makes me laugh. And it just this is like and I love this like the whole the whole just envisioning it and, and, and everything. But I'm going with Big Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's such yes. a fucking silly song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the concert refrain of I'm a big big boy <laughs> Big Big Boy <laughs> <laughs> And just like the ways that he is a big boy. It's like, I, I have to pay rent. I can buy my own TV. It's yeah. so, it's so fun. It, it, it's very similar to punk rock loser in a way where it's giving you more of just the, this comedic picture of a guy. That's just like, how are you? Re-? And like guys like this are real is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's just I, I love the idea of of, of like that it, it comes from like this childhood idea of like I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna get my own apartment and pay rent and then it's just like to have this song he's so proud of it and like all the things he's pointing out so good very silly um so yeah here it is it's Viagra Boys Cave World he's a big boy.
I do. I do. All right. It comes from Sunday. Sunday! I'm going to go ahead and say right now, Sunday, that uh, if I mispronounce things here, I apologize. <laughs> I gave uh, PH this list because I knew it would be funny hearing him try to get through the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. oh, shit, I showed my hand. I'm am... the one that set it. I'm the one that, that ordered the show. Fuck! Now they know. <laughs> Now they know. Ah. All right. Um, here we go. <laughs> Sunday says, Hi, Polly and friends. I guess the, we're going right into it here. Uh, of the three albums, we have Guppy Lloyd World Tour by Guppy. Trying to start off with an actual 2022 release. Guppy must be a pseudonym because I can hear traces of familiar producers all throughout. I appreciate this album's propensity for layering cute bubbly melodies over the hardest possible beats also mm -hmm. the only time i've heard miku say a la verga <laughs> that's a curse so censor that if you're not an explicit podcast okay so i just cursed on this <laughs> first time i've ever cursed on this podcast i can't believe um, can't believe it yeah the door's open now so mm -hmm. who knows what foul things will leave my tongue <laughs> all right our second album White Noise Superstar by Astrobite. I've enjoyed Astro Astrobrite's work. Sprite, not bite. Astrobrite. I've enjoyed Astrobrite's work for a long time, but lagged on checking this album out. Very worth it. I'm not usually one for something too ambient or repetitive. I tend to favor very theatrical shoegaze with lots of crescendos. But the loving chance of dragonfly pink fuzz and the soaring sensation of aromatic zoom are too visceral to go unacknowledged and our last album here and if i mispronounce this i am sorry saijinki by three and six how to even sum up an album this rich pronounced <laughs> Min Anaro? Minaro? Min Anaro? Um, oh, maybe one of those, right? 3776 is the solo project of Idol Chiono Aide, and her, com and her compositions are dripping with mathematics, poetry, spirituality, and formal experimentation. This piece is a DJ set that counts off the hours, days, and months of the year in different meters as the seasons are described through samples and onomatopoeia. Compositions are bursting with new rhythms and plinky synths. Each song corresponds to a month and tells a story. 
At times, I want to sit in a rocking chair and watch the leaves fall. At others, I want to spin joyfully and collapse in the rain. Fantastic. Top five ever. That sounds really fun, actually. It I does. Not too bad. Check that out. <clears throat> All right. Well, that is the last of the reader list. So, while the main course is about to come up, I thought that we, 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 we could take a couple of minutes here to run by some honorable mentions if we got any here. Just kind of like roll things along before we, 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 we head into the main event. I'll start with Taylor. Mostly because yeah. I have to imagine it's going to be pretty light uh, on honorable <laughs> mentions. Well, I'll make uh, a, I'll make up for Taylor's left. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rip through them. Uh, Viagra Boys is an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Really dug that one. Uh, Shiki by Psy, yeah! Japanese yes. black metal band. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty this one's cool. so good. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of. These are all albums I might that might have been in contention if I had gotten around to listening to them more. I already talked about Innate Passage by Elder, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I told Bessie by Elucid, really good rap album. Mm-hmm. Gnosis by Russian Circles kind of just barely didn't make the cut. Uh, Skin and Sorrow by a band called Frail. Frail. This popped yes. up in my YouTube. Yeah, this popped up at my YouTube recommendations. I've never fucking heard of these people before, but they're pretty damn good. Yeah, this album was dope. Yeah. And uh, Telekinetic Yeti too. Ah, yeah, yeah, another fun oh, one. Yes, yes. And yep. that that covers my honorable mentions. All right, I'll just blast through some here too. Um, uh, first honorable mention is is almost dry by Pusha T. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, just good. so you remember, yeah. is one of the is probably the just the meanest and just nastiest fucking like like mm-hmm. like I've never heard a song sound more like a villain than that song oh, in particular. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. so you know, is just like whoa. Um, I really ended up loving that uh, the new Motionless and White album, uh, scoring the end of the world. Um, mm. It could have made the cut, yeah. but I thought the back half kind of suffered a little bit um and it did have um like 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 so there was a song on there called werewolf that reminded me of the carpenter brute album as well mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i can hear that. uh danger mouse and black dot cheat codes um yeah. nova twins <laughs> supernova um open mike eagle a tape called component system with the auto reverse very good yeah yep 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 uh the family by brock hampton which actually ended up being a kevin abstract solo release uh, mm. Steak sauce mustache, all juice, no noise. <laughs> yes. Um, this is not an island anymore. By Die Die Die. Um, that album. I, can I say a moment? That sure. album is great. Yes. By the way, like it, it's like that. That one stuck with me a lot. That was a, the recommendation from you. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that one almost took a number ten as well. Um, uh, Quale Chris, Death Fame. Yeah. Really, really good. Black Midi, Hellfire. Uh, oh, yeah. Just real solid work. And Pure Reason Revolution, Above Cirrus. Um, another good one. Another good one. Another good one. All right, PH. Here we go. All right. Um, I will lightning round these a little bit. All right. I, you know, some of them that really pop out at me, I'll, I'll get a little commentary of. I've broken it down with genre. All right. So... Uh, just to make it a little more digestible to read off and kind of 
keep my train of thought right. So here we go. Honorable mentions of 2022. We're going to start with the country genre. Um, always feel like there's good country out there. I'm always sort of just missing it, but there was two albums that really stuck out to me. The first was Bronco from Orville Peck. Um, according to my Spotify, this I listened, I was in the top 1% of listeners for Orville Peck this year. I know some of that also has to do with my wife because she hijacked my Spotify this year. <laughs> but Bron- Bronco is a very fun, loud, very bright. Like, I would put this album on when I was driving late at night just because the brightness of it kind of kept me awake. Um, album, it really swings for the fences. It's very theatrical, but it also, uh, you know, it doesn't always hit. It doesn't always, it doesn't, not every song lands, but I still really appreciate what Orville is doing. And I also think it's cool that more and more like uh, gayness and queerness in uh, mm-hmm. country music. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with Orville. Um, the other country album is I Walked With You A Ways from Plains. This is a solid ass country album. One through 10, not a weak track. First time I listened to it, cried my heart out. Mm. It was, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. All right, for metal, we've already talked about Shiki from Psy. Um Watain was fantastic. Uh, Morbidly uh, triumphant from Autopsy. Mm. Great, fun, gory, gooey death metal uh, record. I really loved. Um, we've talked about Guar. Um, I also was surprised how much I, en- on the extreme side of things, I, I, was, I was very surprised how much I enjoyed Primitive Man's Insurmountable EP, <laughs> as well as the crazy ass album that is spirit of ecstasy from imperial triumphant yeah. that features kenny g in a way you've never heard him <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and keeping with our experimental but not as metally uh, uh perfume genius's ugly season um is gorgeous it's a very much a slow burn but it is atmospheric very moothy um we've got uh 700 bliss which is more mother um and dj haram with nothing to declare. Um, also, Arca's Kick 3. This oh, was a yeah. snub for me. Oh, yeah, this I know. This one was real Love good. This. Let me tell you, Kick 3 is a masterpiece, y'all. It's fantastic. Um, I felt like it was a little it was a little too much left over from last year, even though it, it's in that window. I just I had to kind of move it aside. But, mm. yeah, it's a great album. Also, a really fun, experimental, like, it's it's huge. It's another big album, uh, but it's it's got a lot of good tracks. Is Death Dynamic Shroud's Dark Life, mm-hmm. um, kind of still a little bit experimental, but more pop now. Rosalia's Moto Mami. Uh, what a great album! That's a fun I album. Think this is kind of my yeah. I think definitely definitely the most kind of pop album, um, but also like very inventive and creative. There's I don't know, and she's an amazing vocalist as well. Um, and on the rock side, some things I'm going to leave out just to keep you all guessing what my number one is. Sure, sure, um, sure. sure. Yeah. But uh, for for rock, um, oh yeah, Haru Namori, uh, her album uh, Shunka Ryojin. Um, it's it, that's another one. It's almost like a double album in a way. I don't know if it was ever built like that, but it definitely feels like it. But uh, revisiting it, I was like, I love this person so much. Um, I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna give a shout out to Ghost as well. Imperia had I 
I think it, that album was all right. I listened to it today, even though I knew it was yeah. going to be a snub for me because I just I it mm-hmm. didn't leave that. It didn't leave. The... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't leave me with like super heavy feelings. But when I put it on, I am still entertained. You yeah. know, um, uh, Supernova, Nova Twins. Yeah, another fun album. Um, of course, I gotta say, Coheed and Cambria with Vaxxas too, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was, a, that was an event, and I loved talking about it. Um, my boyfriend Tom York <laughs> came out. <laughs> With a great album this year with The Smile, A Light for Attracting Attention. Uh, I just recently saw The Smile live, and it's kind of just made that album even better now for me. I, um, I like I, this album a lot. Um, I yeah. came around on it. Like, I, I for a while, it was just like, this is just kind of Radiohead light, huh? And then, nah, like, yeah. I, I came around on it as, as, as the months went by. It's like, I like this. This is fine. It's, yeah, it's good. And I think it really has um, this edge to it where, I don't know, Tom York's at that point where you're, it must be kind of feeling the pressure of constantly producing for Radiohead. So yeah. to start a new thing, uh, even though it's still very much Radiohead template, but, but to kind of let your hair down, yeah, I think is a breath of fresh air uh, for, for his songwriting. Um, we talked about Die, Die, Die. Uh, on the singer-songwriter side of things, Aldous Harding's Warm Chris, very mm. close to making my list. That's a great album. Um, another fun album was Jessica Hoop's Order of Romance. And I feel like we've mentioned all these rap albums. Denzel Curry, of course, mm-hmm. Cheat Codes uh, from Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to Jid's The Forever Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still like digesting this thing. I'm still um, trying. I think it- I'm still like getting there with it. I think it's just it is it is a heady album. It's a very heady album. I think the the middle section of it is too dense for its own. Yeah, brother Nem and sister Nem uh, is um, really where that album kind of just ooh. right. But I want to give a shout out to the music video for Money. Yes, uh, that's probably my favorite music video of the year. That's very, a very, very good. Lot going. On. A lot going on in that video. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Um, yeah, there you go. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Just kind of keep you all guessing what my number one right. Well then, here we are. It's time. It's time to uh, get us Wait. nice and ready for Rats Listener List. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to get. This is I... why I do this podcast. Actually, <laughs> I to hear Rhett's opinion. Yeah, this is the one that matters most. Obviously, like why they're not here for yep. us. Uh, they're not here for us. They're here for our good pal Rhett, who sit in an audio list again this year. Uh, right Man. at the last minute, didn't think he was gonna get one in. Happy that he did, though. So we're all gonna sync up and play that here. I'll give us a count of uh, three, two, one, go, and then you press play on go. So here we go. Three, two, one, go. Members of the hello, members of the album. Fuck. Uh oh. Hello, Apparently, members of the album uh, listening club. My my system audio is not on the same output Uh-oh. that my Discord audio is on. Uh-oh. So let's fucking do that shit again. All right. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Uh... All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Hello, members of the Album Listening Club and Polly. 
I listened to a lot of music this year, and honestly, not a whole lot of it jumped out to me, so here's a pretty safe end of the year list for me. Number three, Lonely Robot, A Model Life. I was going to say I'd never heard of this band before this year, but just before making this, I learned that this is the solo project of John Mitchell, who was in the band Frost, who put out my number two album last year. So yeah, I'm really branching out here. I like this album, and I'll definitely give it a few more spins in the future. Number two, The Deer Hunter, Anti-Mai. Deer Hunter is one of my favorite bands, and this is my favorite release of theirs since Act 5. It's not perfect, but it's a real fun listen with a lot of moments I really like. Number one, Pure Reason Revolution, Above Cirrus. Funny enough, nice. the album that I didn't like as much as their previous one ended up good enough to be my album of the year. I have some issues with the album sequencing, putting an eight and a half minute slow build as the second song was a choice, but ultimately, this one just clicked with me and it just rocks really goddamn hard and is a fitting addition to their discography. Honorable mentions, Big Big Train, Welcome to the Planet, Elder, Innate Passage, which I only listened to yeah. once because it was a pretty late in the year release, and Carpenter Brute, Leather Terror, <laughs> yeah. which I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. I'm not going to be the yeah. only one mentioning. That's a Fuck solid yeah, list. Red. Yeah. Good list. That Deer Hunter album is one that, like, I just, I, like, when I listened to it, I wasn't in the mood, so it just kind of bounced, but I know that it's good. I just kind of need to be in the right mood for it. And that Pure Reason Revolution album was like, the, oh, like, I liked this one a lot more oh, yeah. than the one Rhett picked last year. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Deer Hunter album out this year. I didn't either until Rhett mentioned it to me halfway through the year, and then I listened to it, and it was just like, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> not right now. It's just not the mo- It's not where my head's at. Um, thank you, Rhett, once again. Um, yeah, Rhett, Rhett, can I, I just want to say, I, like... I I had heard that you you know that maybe you weren't going to do a a, a list this year and I was afraid I was going to cry. <laughs> I am so glad that you did do a list this year. I am still crying, but these are tears that are like <laughs> what Habiki had for Miku 
at the end of episode eight, uh, titled No Shadows in the Sunlight oh in the first season of Sinfo Gear, God. when Miku is apologizing to Hibiki <laughs> for being standoffish and selfish because she just didn't want to get, you know, she just didn't want Hibiki to get hurt. Like, that's the kind of tears I'm dealing with. <laughs> Loved it. Loved hearing you talk about it. Oh my God. <laughs> True. Oh, now the tears I got are just tears from laughing so hard. That was good. Holy fuck. <laughs> Taylor, what is Yo. your album of 2022? To nobody's great <laughs> surprise. That is, I think I number. know. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of literally zero people, my number one album of the year is The Agony and Ecstasy of Watain. Yes! Watain, it's the black metal album that even Psychic Heist and Polly likes. Absolutely, I yes. love this record. Undeniable. And, and there is... There is no genre blending here, folks. This is black metal straight. Uncut, undiluted, the purest black metal that Scandinavia can provide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've... Uh, I, I, I discussed the band at some length in our episode where this uh, album was featured, but if you're not familiar, Wittain is a classic black metal band they are out there throwing blood on the audience (laughs) and and talk and talking shit about nazis hell yeah (laughs) and worshiping satan all the things you want all all the things you want from black metal but at the heart of it all is just some damn good songwriting. God, it's so fucking yeah. good. These songs are so fucking built. Yeah, and and they sequence so well. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The, the album sequence just blew me away the first time I heard the album. I was like, oh, that, that, that just yeah. goes from start to finish so smoothly. Yeah. Yes, they, they, they meld from tempo to tempo and mood to mood and dynamic to dynamic so very well. And it all just kind of coalesces into this wonderful, rotten, black heart of the gnarliest of metal that 2022 has to offer This you. album fucks so hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was I was hyped for this. Psychic Heist and Polly can yeah. attest. I was I was hyped as fuck for this. I remember yeah. it coming out like you had literally already called it your album of the month, and it hadn't even come out yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had heard that there was a few. Picking. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so no, I'll just kind of echoing what Polly was saying. Like, you know, like, this is what I'm picking. This is like prepare yourself. This this is <laughs> yeah. probably going to be it. Yeah, there were a few singles had dropped in, in advance of the actual release, and I knew immediately. <laughs> yeah, it fucking immediately what it was gonna be, and I and it did not disappoint. Clearly, we're here. It's my number one album of the year, and as much as we talk about song structures and album sequencing and all of that, I'm just gonna blow the load for everybody because my track pick is Septentrion. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Big album closer to close the big album of the year podcast. Fucking deserved. 
This is a relay race, and I am passing the buck to you. What's your number one album of the year? I have a guess. I want to see if I'm right. <laughs> My number one album of the year is Dysapora Problems by Soul Glow. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Black Clunchy, Low, Low Road, whatever that was called. Hey, hey, guys. Can I just say something? Let, yeah, me, so. let me just say something. I want to just do this because I, I feel that these are always monumental moments, and I think that they're great. PH, my uh, album of the year is also Diaspora Problems by Soul yes. Glow. Hey! Woo. I love it when that shit happens, and there's no point in waiting through another fucking segue for it. That for me to sit here and go, yeah, it's the, the same fucking thing that just went before me. Mm. Look, it's <laughs> go for it, PH. I think this is only the second time it's happened at number one. Yeah, yeah, they, this it's always <laughs> monumental. This album. This album is fucking tops. That's all I gotta say. Here's your track. John Jay <laughs> that features Catherine Edwards and Zula Wildheart.
an album that starts with a bong rip that is just the 20th Century Fox theme. Listen to it. Beautiful. It goes... It does! Listen to it! It's there. I swear that's what they're doing. I'm loading it up now. (laughs) I promise you, I'm not just hearing this. Look, y'all, Soul Glow is hands fucking down for me. It's the band of the year. Mm. Um, this this album has felt the most instant classic. God, to yes, me. M- more than any other record. Um, and yes, I get it for uh, for you uninitiated. It is loud. It is ferocious. It is in your face. First few times you listen to this record. Your ass is going to get worn out. <laughs> but for those of you who pick themselves back up, you bandage your wounds, and you go back into this record again, you're going to get wiser, and you're going to get stronger with each experience. And that experience will only get richer if you dive into the lyrics of this thing. It is socially and politically of great substance. Uh, lead singer Pierce Jordan's vital perspective is just filled with so much heart and soul that everything, everything feels like it's on the line. Yeah. And Polly, like you said, when we talked about it on the podcast, this is the sound of someone just fighting for their life God, and yeah. their place in the world. Like they're like um, like they're scree- like they're fitting so many syllables into every song because this may be my last breath. It is yeah. so fucking much and like it might just sound like he's bad i go listen to this album with the lyrics up it is yes. fucking incredibly evocative yes uh evocative it's gripping it's it's heartbreaking it's also like rallying and it's emotional um, mm-hmm. all at once um also though the, like the production on this record oh, oh it just slams so fucking hard dude and it's, and it's focused and it's sharp and everything breathes, but it's like, it's like, it's, I know it seems maybe chaotic and hectic at first, but it's so well crafted with yeah. such a good confidence and a guidance um, that really lets the song compositions like just twist and turn and shine throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everything about this record is just so well fucking done. Yeah, um, I, I listened to this album the first time, and I just, I had that same feeling I had the first time I listened to his spun from uh, Chelsea Wolf, where yeah. I kind of just needed to lie down for a minute, because <laughs> this yeah. album beat my, fu- beat my fucking ass. <laughs> um, and I came back to it, and was just like, oh, no, like, there's there's something very magical here. There's something very important being said and going on here, and I know that this is something I need to be a part of. Um, and it, it's just fucking amazing piece of work. Yeah, it it's it's an album that when I heard it at the end of March, um it just kind of became that album to beat. And yeah, I don't I, think it's really ever wavered from that spot. There was a little dance with uh, with Natural Brown, Brom Queen, mm-hmm. but e- e- even then, it was it was very like I 
started kind of writing some notes down on this album and it just like it was obvious like oh i have a deep love for this for yeah this thing. like when i when i finally like got my grip on this album and it was like no i fucking love this i it nothing bumped it like all year like it was just this yeah. this is the one to beat and it was just completely unshakable absolutely um and yeah, I get, you know, again, it might be like just too abrasive or, or confrontational for I some. I get that. But... I get that. And well, listen, crack. <laughs> that's the thing. This that, That's exactly the thing. It's This is not an album, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to whoop your ass, but it's not whooping your ass to bring you down. It's to ignite life. It's yeah. to give you awareness. It's to push back on failed leaders in charge of failed systems. Yep just like a good ass punk record show. yeah like this is like like this album is like the heart the the soul the spirit and the spine of what punk music is this embodies everything that is pure and uncut about that original vision and it i have not heard an album do this so well in so many fucking years it's been a while yeah, an I'm entire genre revival. People, come on! Yeah, yeah, no these these guys are these guys are waving the flag, and it's great to see. God damn, it's so good! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, so well, I, I, I played cool, I played both songs okay. when when we mentioned them. So I, I'm gonna play <laughs> your I'm gonna play yours when you mention it, and then as soon as I mention mine, I'm just gonna play it, and then. I'll Hell yeah, hit him with the one two. Yeah, I'll roll it out like that, like when we we just mentioned it. Alright, cool. Alright, so one last point, note here for myself that this is just a little okay. Alright, and now we're gonna just throw into uh final recap and finale then. Ready? I'm ready. Alright, and that is going to put the cap on this amazing year of music that was, first of all, I want to thank every one of our guests for for, for, for for coming out big this year and giving us more lists than we ever imagined we would have on this show. Uh, it means a lot. We're glad. Yes, thank you. We're glad that you uh, at least thought enough of us to send in a list and share with your sh- share your opinions with us. That is awesome. Um, but before we get on out of here, I think that it is appropriate, as is tradition, that we all kind of give a final rundown of our list 10 to 1. So, Taylor, could you do that for us, my dear? Yes. My number 10 was Fear of the Dawn by Jack White. My number 9 was Immutable by Meshuggah. My number 8 was Leather Terror by Carpenter Brute. My number 7 was Melt My Eyes, See the Future by Denzel Curry. My number six was Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow, heavyweight champion of the album of the year <laughs> cast this year. My number five was Seal and Ardor's self-titled record. My number four was The New Dark Ages by Guar. My number three was God's Country by Chat Pile. Really strong punk rock presence. Hell this year, yeah, right? that feels mm, good, yeah. man. Yeah. And my number two was Vaxus Act 2, Window of the Waking Mind by Coheed and Cambria. And my number one was the agony and ecstasy of Watain. Psychic heist, 10 to 1. Let him see it. Number 10, Bothered, Unbothered by Jer. Number 9, Ethiops by Billy Woods. Number 8, Innate Passage by Elder. Number 7, Chaos Now by Gene Dawson. Dawson, 
I messed that one up. Sorry, Gene. <laughs> number six, Renaissance by Beyonce. Number five, Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You, I Got It Right by Big Thief. Number four, God's Country by Chat Pile. Number three, Cave World by Viagra Boys. Number two, Natural Brown Prom Queen by Sedan Archives. And number one, Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. And my 10 to 1 goes as such. The self-titled from Zeal and Ardor lands at number 10. Wild-type droid by Failure at number 9. Super Champon by Odaboke Beaver ends up at number 8. Number 7 is Drill Music and Zion from Lupe Fiasco. And number 6 is Fear of the Dawn from Jack White. But number 5 is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. My number 4 is Vaxus Act 2, Window of the Waking Mind by Coed and Cambria. My number 3 is God's Country from Chatpile. Number 2 is Cave World from Viagra Boys. And of course, our number 1, lovely little, gorgeous little, just easy listening little pick of the year. <laughs> Diaspora Problems. From Soul Glow. Thanks everybody Ooh. for listening. Yes. Taylor, where in the internet folks at home finding you? Soundcloud.com slash Western Desolation for the time being. Or cohost.org slash acid rain. Gotcha, gotcha. Because fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. <laughs> come 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 let's say February 2023 by the time I get around to emailing all of my mutuals. There will be no more Taylor on Twitter because I can't fucking do it anymore, guys. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of fucking silly at this fucking point. <laughs> mm-hmm. PH, where are the internet finding you? I imagine I know where, but I'll let you say it. Why? It's at the Socks Make People Sexy Discord, where I will occasionally have some something to say in the channels, mostly hang out on the music channel mm-hmm. and post a tuner or two that I like. Uh, of the year so cool. yeah that's where I'm at you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I do all sorts of dumb VTubery stuff and that's where our podcasts typically land bit of a programming note as we are on our way out as I am uh, is that uh, we don't know what we're doing next year with regards to we like bad music only's monthly installments because podcasting is uh, I'm a little burnt out on podcasting right now uh, podcasting is not going to go away, but it is going to, uh, take a little bit of a break for a while, and we're going to kind of figure out what we want to do with our show and how we want to do it. So while we're tooling all that up, you can keep track of all that at the main page of SocksMakePeopleSexy.net, and we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going to go on. Nothing's going away, but it's going away for a little bit. Uh, some people just maybe need a little break. It turns out eight years of podcasting, maybe, maybe you should have taken a break at some point. In the middle, doing yeah. that. <laughs> but we're not going away forever, and we will absolutely talk to you sometime in the next year. So while you're there, hang out and wait for us, and and, and chill out, and uh, listen to more Death Grips. <laughs>